0: This episode of Avocado and Honey is brought to you by Zenit Journals. Zenit creates custom wellness journals that makes it easier to journal and practice self-care daily. They offer many writing prompts for you to choose from, such as, How can I be kind to myself? Or, What can I let go of? Prompts like these will force you to self-reflect. And that leads to self-accountability. And you know that's what we about over here. Once you choose the writing prompts that speaks to you, Zenit will create and deliver your personalized journal. Use code HONEY for 20% off your first Zenit at ZenitJournals.com. That's Z-E-N-I-T Journals.com. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Svandy. And welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast, where we are becoming the best version of ourselves to self-accountability and vulnerability. Um, today, it's going to be a little different. I know y'all been used to me talking my shit solo dolo, but I'm really, really grateful and looking forward to sharing my two favorite ladies with y'all. So the first, I have Pearly, creator of the Try podcast. How you doing, girl? <laughs> And I also have a familiar voice. I have Shanir, creator of Soul Sexology. How you doing, girl? beautiful <laughs> i'm so excited to speak with you ladies um i feel like i talk about y'all a lot on the podcast anyway so maybe it's like it's perfect to finally we'll have Shanir on again but finally have pearly on yeah. um if y'all don't know shaneer was actually on the what women want i think it was the name of the podcast episode so you know go back to that if you want to catch up and see all the things that Shaneer has been having her hands in and stuff like that. But in today's episode, um, I want to talk about dealing with people, stealing your content online without crediting you. I feel like that's something that we all experience Um, along with when is it okay to block people? Not that we need a reason to, but I would like to talk about like the (laughs) when it's time to block people, like when do you feel it's time to block people for the sake of your mental health as well as like the pressure that, you know, you may feel from yourself or other people to post for current events, especially with so much shit is going on as well as like holidays. And also just how are we managing to stay creative during this very trying time? Mm-hmm. So first, let's go ahead and get into dealing with folks stealing your stuff. So Ooh. I'll share a story. I don't think that many people steal my stuff because I'm really good at putting my little ad on there so if you repost it, <laughs> my credit <laughs> is there. But I did have this one situation. Um, Well, maybe I just missed it. But I had this one situation where I was like, yo, people really just be taking your shit and try to claim it as their own. You know, I'd be like chefing it up. (laughs) I'd be cooking, doing my thing in the kitchen. And I made like this beautiful plate that I posted in my stories. I'm having like deja vu right now too. I feel like we've been here before, but, um, I posted this food in my stories and like this girl who I'm no longer following, I blocked her for a little bit. Cause I was like, you know, you wild. And she basically screenshotted the food, posted it to her stories and did like a survey asking if people wanted her to share the recipe to the the photo that I created. And I was just like,
1: that's fucked "Um, up.
0: Right. (laughs) And it wasn't like like it wasn't content that I like hold dear to my heart. So it was just like, okay, this is weird. I don't want to do this. Uh, I'm going to block you so you won't steal nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. But like for I know you experienced that a lot. So like what is like, how do you how do y'all deal with that? Like if somebody steal your content without crediting you, especially if it's something that's like from your heart, like something that only you can say, like, how do you deal with that?
1: So. So. I'm speaking on this from the perspective of me seeing it so prevalent in my community, my community being the South Asian community. And I hate to even start it off on that note because every time I talk about it, people are like, oh my God, you're making us look bad. But the reality is we are such a heavy, heavily influenced society by patriarchal standards and roles and things like that, that competitiveness is one of them. And one thing that mm-hmm. I've really... I have had to read and like do healing work from how much this happens to me um because i am a sensitive person and sensitive doesn't mean that i'm emotional and this and that but i care and i think all three of us can relate that as true creatives when we put something out there it comes from our mind our experiences or from our heart Mm -hmm. you know i think there's also we need to when we're having this conversation we need to talk about the fact that there are true creatives that use this platform for beautiful and very beneficial things like connecting you know Samanji, you're one of the first people I connected with through Diatribe and Shanir is literally one of the first people I connected with through my personal page so Mm -hmm. we need to discuss and dissect the difference between the true creative community and what I like to call the quote-unquote creative community because the true creative community Mm -hmm. the source is from within whereas the Mm -hmm. quote-unquote creative community it's what has been done well that I can replicate so that I know I'll get likes and comments and follows. Right. And that's what I've experienced. So it's been tough. What about you, Shanere? Have you experienced it with your platforms?
2: Same thing. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm from Newburgh. Newburgh. Okay. Hey. Um, <laughs> local to Poughkeepsie, which is a 30 minutes outside or 30 minutes north of. And I'm from a very small town. Literally, my town is so small that we could look at somebody and be like, oh, they're part of this family, like super old school or I know they great aunts, whatever. Okay, whatever. So a lot of the times, especially because there aren't, there are dope black creatives that come from Newburgh, Partisan Fontaine. Okay. It's fine. Um, Think yeah. so. <laughs> um, so he's come from Newburgh and there's been plenty of more where that has come from. However, a lot of Newburghians tend to have crabs in a barrel mindset, especially black people from Newburgh who are doing and mm. I realize that it's sad because I see a lot of people out here pushing fake ass support. And for me, I think support can be shown in different ways. It doesn't mean you have to buy a ticket to somebody's event. But one thing that I've noticed is in particular, there's one situation where this person was literally using my account, my marketing methods, my my templates as a blueprint and then pretending that Mm -hmm. they weren't doing it. And then on top of that, I started watching them do it to other people who have businesses in Newburgh. And I'm like, come on, you can't say that you support people if you're stealing from them. Right. Admiring and being inspired, we all are inspired by something or someone. That's how, you know, I really believe that catalyzes our creativity. (sighs) However, there's a complete difference between using somebody's creative platform as a blueprint and then emulating. And then on top but that not giving credit and then acting mean about it. I had an mm-hmm. incident recently where um, there was somebody who wanted to purchase a ticket for my event, but then said the same person who has been like kind of like copying low key basically was like, Oh, I'm gonna actually invest in this person or whatever the case may be. So, in that moment, I what I like to do is as hard as it is. Whenever I find myself feeling really salty about somebody or just them copying, whether it's me or somebody else, I envision success for them. I literally mm. envision it, oh. And it's it's so hard, y'all, because I literally be find myself feeling like fucking mad junk. Yeah. But when you That's do empowering. experience that, like you said, it, it hurts your feelings. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you think about how much you put into this, how much you love what you do, how much your stamp is on that, and then you just get to come and take it. Like Yeah, I mean,
1: yes. Can well, I, I end still, it? You, sorry. Can I say something funny about my experiences, Mm -hmm. particularly with sort of I'm gonna call it what it is, plagiarism and content mm-hmm. copying and like straight up swaggerjacking. Mm-hmm. Because I find like, you know, mm-hmm. when I see Samanji's work, it has her it has her sauce in it. When I see Shaneer's, like I saw mm-hmm. a post and this wasn't like them copying you at all. They're also a wonderful page for you. Different you reasons. literally tagged me. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is like some stuff that Shaneer would talk about. But I was just grateful to be in aligned with another a page yeah. that, you know, but it wasn't yeah. like copying at all. But everybody has their own sauce. And the funny thing is anytime my content or my aesthetic has been copied, other people have reached out to me and told me. And I think it's happened like three, maybe four or five times now. Um, Mm -hmm. And a few of the times, probably half the times, it was people that I actually knew I was working with or people that I was socially on the social media world connected with. And Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm not looking out for shit, I'm also highly intuitive, so I'm aware, but I don't, um, so I can be, posting things on socials for a month but I'm not necessarily scrolling you know what I mean right right. you know and I know a lot of us can experience that we might miss things whatever when people have shared things with me and they're reliable sources meaning they do not just talk shit about people they're not just looking for dirt you know and they've said like um is this not your photo or this looks exactly like what you said or this Mm -hmm. is exactly your words on this other Thing that you spoke about this on that's when i'm like okay there's a blatant disrespect here and when we talk about content copying we need to intertwine gaslighting as well because that's very
2: right. Ill. it is it is i agree so let's talk about like
0: what are the appropriate ways to give credit? Like cause I know like when it comes to photography, like if you're reposting someone's photo or even like someone else's content. So if I like share something that, you know, Pearly posted on Dietar or something that you posted, um, Shanere, like mm-hmm. it's easy for me to say, you know, repost it by. So mm-hmm. what are some other ways that people can give credit
2: where it's due? Like if they're just, you know. I believe you should give credit publicly. I think it's cute to DM somebody and say, oh, wow, I found your work inspiring or whatever. But then when you go and you emulate their work or use their work as a blueprint and you don't publicly acknowledge them, I think that's nice nasty. Mm -hmm. So, because that has happened to me, like Mm -hmm. this particular person was in my DMs hard asking for advice for this. Now I'm like, I can support you, but it's my—it's a lot of ironic things. So if I don't mind if you're inspired by me, but make sure you give credit where credit is due. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just acknowledging that person and even asking that person, yeah. do you mind? I had to learn that. I, I remember once I posted a picture of this beautiful black woman I found, because you guys know I take random pictures from people. Yeah. They, that sounds rude, I take, but I repost random But you give people, credit, you but do. But I always give credit if yes. I know where the picture source sourced from or I'll ask people to tag, like, hey, do you know where Came from because sometimes I find random pictures on Pinterest. So, Mm. um, I remember once this one girl, she was like, Take down my picture, she was so nasty, but I had to really understand I violated her in that moment. And it wasn't my intention, but I Uh, also didn't ask her. Like, most of the photographers and stuff who I repost don't care, they think it's cool, they'll DM me, like, Thank you for sharing my work, right? right. But for her, she was like, I never gave you permission, this is so rude and violating. And at first, I wanted to be like, but i was like you know what this is her this is her face this is yeah. her in this picture yeah. i have to take accountability and realize that maybe if i'm gonna post somebody who isn't viral or has tens yeah. of thousands of followers it probably be best if i ask them if i don't know them
1: personally right so, yeah
0: that
2: is,
1: I think <laughs> I'm a lot kind of people torn. don't have accountability and I and also mm-hmm. like with respect to you know that being hard for you to receive that at the same time we don't know what she's been through right she probably exactly. deals with majorism and shit on another level so your Uh response to her might have changed that she might move forward being like okay you know what thank goodness this one person was maybe it's not
0: that big of a deal
1: exactly or maybe she's like thank goodness this person had that awareness and maybe they didn't mean it in a malicious Mm -hmm. way just like you said manji it's not that big of a deal for her because she wasn't like oh let me discredit this person and take her art no there's a different message Mm -hmm. here so that could change it for Right. Her. I'm just assuming that her coming to somebody like you, Shaneer, who is very, you mm-hmm. know, you could, anybody could have a conversation with you if they have a problem and you'll be like, let's let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, for her, you know, like for her to come to you like that, she must be dealing with some shit because if right. us three are yeah. dealing with it, then her as a yeah. creative with way more followers, damn, mm-hmm. you know? That's a positive way. way. Yeah. That's, that's, a, positive that's a, positive a
0: positive way to look security security at it. There. I mean, I'm like torn because I feel like If you post something on the internet, on a public page, then, you know, you shouldn't I don't think you should I mean I get it you don't want people reposted but maybe yeah. you should you could say that like you know somebody posted your photo and gave you credit now you realize somebody reposted you and then you could you know easily just say it in a nicer way but yeah. um, you know can you please take this down because I don't want you I don't want you reposting my photos for whatever reason yeah. but I feel like if you're posting content like I would love for people to reshare my stuff mm-hmm. I would just like for it to be credited like so I feel like I don't know that's a lot like you can't control the internet like mm-hmm. that like ain't no telling how many people got that shit screenshot already so it's like if true. you're posting to a public page yeah then you might want to just think twice about the, the stuff that you post mm-hmm. if you don't want people reposting it and if you really that strict make your page private so I only did. the people who follow yeah. you can see it that's why we have that feature so i feel like that was like a little stretch like since did not need to pop off like that
2: yeah i was I, I was a little offended at first but then i just had to say you know what although i don't think she had to come at me like this i'm not going to take a that- but right. I sense insecurity here. I sent, what I was picking up was she didn't want to be on, although like my page doesn't even have tons and tons of followers, but she doesn't want to be somewhere where she could possibly face public scrutiny. So let me just respect that and take it. But this if you want to put, po- if you
0: post on your public page, <laughs> then that's exactly yeah. what you're, the
2: possibility, you know. I'm going to DM it's her tonight. True. I know it's been a year, huh? I'm <laughs> about- I just
0: got one last thing to say. No, but I really, I I love the way you handle that though because i would have been like i mean i probably would have handled it the same way because it's not that mm-hmm. deep like pearly said she probably going through some yeah. shit and it was just yeah. like that was the last straw seeing <laughs> you reposted it and she
1: was just like yeah. i've had
0: enough because i i feel her <laughs> so, okay i feel the- her
1: sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead
0: okay, good. no 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 because i was about to change it a little no bit, no
1: so. i was gonna say because like i i feel you on you know like when that person messages you, it's like, oh, fuck, you know, Like I would feel like that, too. But then not knowing what she's been through with that whole experience, I get that as well. And that's why, like, so I have I have some things that based on my experience, what I would like to see if you if people in your circle or like, you know, like in my case, folks brought it to my attention that my work was being Mm. copied, plagiarized or things look similar. That's the other thing as well. Folks want to be very diplomatic in Google. Oh, it's not uh three words in a row. That's the same. So it's not plagiarism. Yes, it is. There's swagger three words. Listen, all row. of us, you know what? All three of us, we don't come from the suburbs, so that we don't go by fucking Wikipedia. Okay. There's a code here.
0: Technically, like
1: there's a code here. Like at this, at the source oh. of it, like don't be trifling. Like literally, you know, saying mm-hmm. something. It's not like it it doesn't mean, okay. These are my um, there's four things. Say something. Saying something does doesn't mean you're arguing with that person who has done the plagiarism or the content copying or what it is reach out to the person that you think is going to be affected by this yeah. and I don't say affected lightly this is a form of gaslighting because when somebody is content copying best believe they know what they're doing I've been in a situation where one of the times I have approached that person because I had a working relationship with them and I mm-hmm. had a calm respectful approach and conversation with them and i'm not saying that to be biased i checked myself i literally wrote this out to make sure that what i was saying was purposeful was my truth was what i wanted to get off my chest so that we could fix the situation and move forward with our working relationship and what was received in turn was just gaslighting literally instant gaslighting Mm. deflecting and deflecting is a form of gaslighting when they're trying to put it back on you by denying your reality and if we break down what gaslighting is it is manipulation so when something is doing this they already know what they're doing so already assume that there's not going to be accountability so You know if you see something reach out to the person who's being affected negatively and let them know what's being done because this is really emotionally abusive behavior the other thing is choosing sides Mm -hmm. okay choosing sides is it sounds immature sounds like high school shit but it's mm-hmm. real if you see this from somebody and you know it's not cool why are you following them you're getting the content somewhere else anyways mm-hmm. and that's from an original source so why are you enabling this behavior mm-hmm. and i'm not going to say like you're part of the problem and stuff like that because it's different in the online world but why are you following them why are you mm-hmm. supporting this you know and mm-hmm. then the other thing mm-hmm. that we've all three of us have talked about in the past and we still talk about it till this day is Give credit where credit is due. It's easy. It's so easy. I don't care if you repost something that I said in a video, in a text, in a personal conversation, Put quotations on it and tag me first and foremost, not hidden mm-hmm. You know, that's that. These are boundaries. Mm-hmm. And when right. You violate boundaries. You're violating what this person has in place to protect them. I don't care that it's social media. Social media mm-hmm. is where we all spend a lot of our time, especially as creatives. The other thing is, is like looking to Instagram, if Instagram can help. Unfortunately, unless it's like journalism, plagiarism, Instagram gives no fucks. So, you know, Mm. I know not a lot of people do this, but sometimes people do report things to Instagram and give suggestions. If you're a creative person, if you feel, you know, like this is important enough to you, report it to Instagram and say, yo, y'all should have Mm -hmm. something that can link when people content copy in different ways, other than the textbook version of plagiarism. Cause we all know Instagram is racist too. So they only go mm. by Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those are my four <laughs> things that I find those to be really important and they have helped me a lot. I agree. Okay, so I have a question.
0: So in terms, I feel like, like, I don't know how, if you would handle it the same. So like, if you're dealing with someone that you know personally, who's like plagiarizing your work, like how do you handle that versus um, handling someone who you don't know, who's just happened to follow you and you see that that they're just copying your shit. Mm. Like, how do you handle that? Do you reach out to them and be like, hey, can you give me credit? Like, how do you deal with
2: finding your work on someone else's shit without credit in the past I remember I would just ignore it like I would be like okay this person doesn't mean it. for some reason it was really hard for me to admit to myself that that person was intentionally doing that to me however mm. now I practice what I learned in therapy by just saying I feel statements. so you know I noticed that this like I remember once I had a friend use uh, my whole mission statement uh, but he did no work in like the sexual at all which was qu- quite confusing so I think it just was one of those things where it was just like hmm. serious like
1: so, so it's like
2: listen like I kind of feel a little bit violated Mm -hmm. You know, when you do this, maybe that was not your intention and I'm not accusing you of that. However, when you do and provide clear, concise examples, this, this, and this, it makes me feel like this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And who knows if that, I feel that if that person is a real friend, even if they may not agree with you, they'll do what they have to do to unpack that. So in that moment, I think I have to understand that I'm deserving to create those boundaries for myself. Like, no, whether you're a friend, whether you're somebody I don't know, I have a right to let you know know that what you're doing is violating my boundary. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: It's so important. And that's the thing. The reality of that is that somebody who's content copying knows already what they're doing. Like I said. So either the conversation could be productive and what they're doing it was totally accidental and they're like oh my gosh my bad they're willing to correct it change it avoid doing that in the future and move forward or a lot of the time it's like that's why this goes hand in hand with gaslighting because it's like i already know what yeah. i did so when this person I'm... approaches me about this i'm gonna be on my bullshit i got stuff you got ready. your response ready yep, yep. and i'm okay gonna so gaslight them.
0: I, t- I say this like in every episode like you know we can only control how we react to certain situations we can't necessarily control what people do so mm-hmm. with us kind of like what I was saying about homegirl like when we post stuff online like we unfortunately can't we don't have much control over the shit that we post like we can't help it if somebody screenshot or reuse our mission statement or yeah. whatever we can't talk to them and hope that they would like you know have some empathy and would want to change but in the event that it don't like how do you deal with it like on the mental like mental mm-hmm. health type thing because it is like it fucks with you mentally like it having does. someone steal your shit and if you reach out to them saying hey i don't appreciate this and they with their actions say i don't give a fuck what you got going on like i'm about to still copy Sometimes your stuff
1: yeah right yeah
0: i mean i just say to myself like i'm i'm happy i can inspire you
1: mm, mm. period
0: is there anything that y'all do
1: yeah i think like a huge one for me is i think Samantha, you and i had this conversation um before and you actually told me like, yo, you're inspiring people. So keep doing you and keep doing what you do. And even though that is the beautiful side of it, and that is something that gives you validation and comfort and mm-hmm. security, and you know, that push you need to keep going. I think why I keep mentioning the word gaslighting is understanding that you, in this situation, you probably won't get closure as well. So you have to create it for yourself. Right. And a couple of ways that I have done that is, I I do want to say this to everybody listening. If you're thinking of approaching this in the form of a conversation with somebody, pick your battles because when it comes to something yeah. like this yes because when it comes to something like this there's a very high chance that there's going to be zero accountability and that the conversation will right. be counterproductive and will continue to emotionally affect you because we also have to have the mm-hmm. honesty with ourselves that like social is a beautiful tool but there's a lot more space for fakeness and toxic positivity mm-hmm. to flourish there that's why mm-hmm. you know A lot of us are struggling artists and struggling creatives in so many ways, but right, a really, really important thing that I would say is like being resilient and standing in your truth if you're going to have that conversation with them, because when Mm -hmm. people are approached with something like this, you already know that either, like I said, the rare situation that they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, perfect. Great, then we can actually address this and move forward and keep it moving and be cool because it was an accident. However, understand that the other side of it is that people will try to erase your truth. And I'm using specific mm-hmm. words because it's important because these people don't have yeah. the accountability. So by me putting words to it, I'm making sure that the accountability is there on my end for them and me, period. And yeah. the second, yeah, and the second part of it is what I already said understand that there's likely to be no accountability if you're trying to explain the situation to them they will never respond with reason or or logic because yeah um, yeah because for them it's not a source of oh this came from within i thought of this like right you know we all have our ways of thinking of things it might be in the middle of an intimate experience it might be in the middle of your dreams it might be when you're having your morning coffee it's not mm-hmm. found on the internet for people who think of things from the source like you know for example things that shanir talks about never will i see that anywhere else it's like Mm, you posted something recently of a conversation that she had with her sister based on a Mm. reoccurring thing that she would be seeing you know the squirrel (laughs) but that's real like who the fuck else is talking about that on my timeline nobody so that's original right And then mm-hmm. another yeah. thing is like letting go of how you wish the situation would go with that person. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. we already know. So that's our own accountability check. And then mm-hmm. can- having no expectations. Yep. yes Literally. And then engaging with somebody who is gaslighting you is going to make you feel unseen, unheard, undervalued, all the shitty things that a make you want to person- pull out your fucking hair. Exactly. Everything a creative person does not need to feel. because. Well, right fuck with you the only way to fix this in my opinion it through my experience is not to engage with the person Mm. remove them remove them from your platforms from your life
2: yes and i agree with that i agree with that completely i think if it gets to a point where obviously you you can kind of i feel like intuitively mm-hmm. you know when somebody's not going to be receptive because first and foremost i feel like if somebody intentionally is going out of their way to copy you and emulate you they're not worried about your feeling right they how it's going to affect they probably you. Just they hope you don't know. see it mm-hmm. exactly they know what they're doing is wrong and i think that's where it's like we have to give people more credit for the fact that they know what they're doing you know Thank at least you. for me yeah so i agree with you pearly in that sense where just understanding that at that point be presenting your feelings feel mm-hmm. frustrated feel angry if you have to but when it comes down to expressing that that person doesn't deserve your power because times out of 10 like pearly was saying they're either gonna deflect mm-hmm. gaslight not take accountability go harder. Of trying to prove a point and then it's going to mm-hmm. make you feel worse because you're like I literally just pour my heart and soul and try to to this person try to come at them respectfully and they're not giving a f- about me mm-hmm. so right. I I think it is just one of those things where you do have to pick and choose your battles and realize I may always have that little twinge of annoyance about this person but what mm-hmm. I've been doing is I've been muting the hell out of people I get so excited when I see people post because I just mute you, you, like you. <laughs> now I don't gotta see you yeah now right. I, I wish you the best and like I said I always if I find myself because I think, too, a part of it is addressing our own insecurities Mm -hmm. because a lot of it is us feeling like this person's going to take what we work so hard for and receive our blessings. No, baby. Yes. Oh, I'm glad
0: you said that. I'm really happy you
2: did. No, baby. They
0: can't do that, baby. You know (laughs) why?
2: Because they ain't you, baby.
0: There's only one, baby.
2: There's only one, really, there's only one, one one Shemir. So my mom and my sister had to remind me of that because I was free And I'm like, oh my gosh, why? And I was like, hold on up. You can give somebody a tip for everything that you're doing, but they are not you. What's for Mm -hmm. them is for them. What's for you is for you. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to check my own insecurities and say, I got this. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like it, even if I know I'm being this person taking advantage of what I'm posting, I got this. Right.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. It's important to have that mentality. It's like, I deny you my access at this point. So literally content Mm -hmm. copying is you not having the sauce and taking somebody else's. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. literally that. And honestly, if y'all feel bad for them almost.
0: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if y'all some genuine motherfuckers like the three of us are. Once you take your energy back, once you take your access, like their access to you back, they're going to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Which is probably going to make them even more angry that you have the audacity to do that. And then two, it shows the power in your energy. You know what I'm saying? And if you stay true to you and who you are and what you represent and you set those boundaries and if people don't abide by those boundaries and you hit give them the fucking deuces, mm-hmm. then they're going to feel it. And that's okay. just period. But I feel like this is a kind of like a great segue into like blocking. Okay. Mm. So back in the day, young man, when it came to blocking, like I did not block people. Like I always seen it like, uh, it's so it strong. Back, but like. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Like with the blocking, like I always seen it like if I block you, then that means you got to me. So Mm -hmm. I definitely don't have that mindset now because I block
2: people. But like, when do you feel like it's appropriate to block someone? I think for me, when I feel unsafe. Like, there's levels to this. So, like, I cannot get along with a person. I could even feel like I have to protect certain things, whether it be my creative content or, you know, even parts of myself emotionally. But when I get to the point where I feel unsafe, like, when I feel like, okay, you following me is a liability to yourself. Right. (laughs) you yeah. gotta go like I, I literally I have this ex-boyfriend who I was in a relationship with around this time last year and I have to keep blocking him I, I, I literally have to keep blocking him like and I literally got so frustrated the other day I DM'd him and I'm like why the fuck do you keep trying to get this? please stop like I'm begging you I don't want to call the cops on a black man in this climate but like you're really pushing me there stop yep. Yep. so um, and his, and his girlfriend too who was you know he was in between relationships with us but I I think i get to a space when it's like okay i no longer feel safe at all like i feel
0: right like
2: you are completely violating all if not most of who i am and at this point it's no good not even just for me but for you to be seeing me like yeah. you need to stop like you like, and your girlfriend yes, yeah yeah <laughs> so (laughs) Right, like, both (laughs) y'all. Listen, listen, Mm. listen. It literally had gotten to that point, to the point where, like, like, he had broken up with her, and him and I had began dating, and then we broke up, and then they got back on. So... I was not bothering. I'm like, go ahead, live your best life. Like that was the easiest transition out of a relationship mm-hmm. ever. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that for egotistical reasons. I was happy as hell. It so, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. So the fact that like she his ex-girlfriend continued to call me and just it literally got to a point where she literally called me. She's like, I'm gonna kill you. I swear to God. Like I literally oh, nah. <laughs> speaker in front of my sister and I'm like, Do you hear this? Damn. Listen to her she's like, I swear to God I'm gonna kill you. Like if you think you're ever gonna have him like this girl was deranged. Right. And I'm like, baby girl, I don't have a dick in anything. Like, cute. sis, you need to good, get out of like, that relationship if you gotta do all this. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's what documentary, That's what type of time you're on. And I'm all the way across the country, okay? Wow. So we need, get, we need to get you together.
1: That's a blocker. So
2: that I, 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 I have to block that <laughs> on him. Black, both of them. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm like, That's he's not going to stop contacting <laughs> me because I broke up with him and I don't want him anymore. That's intense. And he's not going to stop co- contacting me because she wants him and he wants me me So let me just uh, right. say to y'all. So y'all can just
0: help. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did the young blood say? He's like, and I ain't selfish. I will let you win your own. <laughs> <kid."> <laughs> y'all both
1: getting these vlogs. <laughs> y'all both
0: getting these vlogs, y'all. Yo, but there's like there's Selfless a sense genere. of like, Love
1: to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but like people are, especially over the pandemic, people have literally become internet thugs. It's like you're thinking you're not going to see these people in person anymore, yeah. or you'll never run into them or whatever. And I know, Shaniar, that situation is beyond that. Like, that's just some next level shit. But mm, it's also yeah. like we need to understand that we can't just say oh it's just social media manage your social media time no the yes. fact of the matter is people are fucking abusive on social media too and that's what you experience mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of us experience too it's really right. fucked up
0: and then with you saying like you know people are bullies and stuff i mean i personally can't say that i've experienced this all the pressure that i felt in terms of posting um for current events and like holidays and stuff mm. it's pressure that i put on myself like i mm. go online and i see everybody talking about this and i just be thinking maybe i should talk about it too mm, but then yeah. i realized like you know i want to make sure everything is aligned with avocado and honey and avocado and honey is not the source for all this negative shit that's going on mm. we have all these everybody else posting it why do i need to post it too yeah. so thank you um, for but saying i
1: yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah,
0: because especially being people, women of color, like it's a whole bunch of shit going on with just our people in general. So it's just like, not only are we all going through the pandemic and what everybody else is going through, we also facing all these racial disparity that's going on around the fucking world. But we do have people online who can become bullies if you don't post something that they relate to. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to that, like, how do you deal with that? Cause I I think both of you kind of do like a nice balance. Like, you know, you stick to what your platform represents. So, but I know
2: there's pressure. did you want to go first?
1: Yeah, sure. I think for me, it's like, I set the boundary. And like with that situation, I will let folks know. First of all, if you're not commenting and liking every single post, if I don't post something, don't, don't even, you're not welcome to tell (laughs) me anything. You know what I mean? Like, respect that. Yeah, because like at the same time, that's just like hating. You're just like looking for what I'm not doing, but you're not supporting what I am doing. And I think okay. I think especially as women of color, me being brown and you two being black ladies, there's a difference. Y'all don't need to post every single day about black injustices because you live it. And that can be very right. traumatizing for you. And you don't need to exactly. post every single day about like black women, awareness day, black men, awareness day, black mental health, awareness day. Those things I feel like more so are in place for people who are not black, like for me that would be Mm -hmm. a a purpose to educate myself and understand i don't i wouldn't take it upon myself to be like oh my god samanji didn't post about this what the hell i would be like yo she lives this so Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and even like today um or just like you know with thanksgiving aka fuck christopher columbus day aka celebrating Mm -hmm. indigenous lives day oh no it's um but mm -hmm. like even that like with that day i think it's different when like you see in my experience for example I'm connected with a lot of like local moms and a lot of the local moms mm-hmm. that are with our white women they don't speak on anything for me, mm. that, if you have like a mom blog, for example, that's ignorance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm i just gonna say it because like I recently had to unfollow them because honestly it got triggering to me at some point. There's like a local mom and she'll constantly post about like baby wearing and baby wraps. I'm like, how are you gonna not talk about the origins and where, mm. you know, what ancient cultures it comes from and how, you know, I could go on and on about it, but how slaves had to do the slave work, quote unquote, and also wear their babies and and their master's babies on their back. Mm-hmm. How are you mm-hmm. gonna that's so easily intertwined the origins mm-hmm. of it and the story. How are you gonna not talk about that? So I think mm-hmm. we need to like understand to who it is who's not posting about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel yeah. pressure? Do you feel pressure, Samanji, to have to like post every time there's like a specific day?
0: I not necessarily like um a day, but like when things happen, especially to black women, I definitely do feel um pressure. Like with the Brianna Taylor, like that shit is still going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I do be feeling like you know maybe I should say something maybe I maybe mm-hmm. I should just post like a tribute photo or something so if it's really like on my heart heavy I try to shine a positive light on it it's mm-hmm. still poster somehow like you know um, mm-hmm. but I try not to focus on all the negative shit because again like black like not police brutality but like black lives matter is a fad right now so everybody and a mom is posting on it if they want to be popular if you want to be in the end in social media you have to post on social injustices Mm. i feel like if you have a page that's for that that's dope but i definitely do to answer the question i know i went on a tangent Mm. i definitely do feel but it's i feel the pressure but i feel like it's I, I want to say it's pressure for myself. Damn.
1: And that's what I mean. Like, I feel like y'all live certain injustices as it is, or you can relate to it because of, you know, literally the color of your skin. So I don't think the job is on you to have to post. I think especially now mm-hmm. it's, on, it's on the rest of the world to educate themselves and share with their
0: followers. Ooh, it's free.
1: It's free. <laughs> and if your followers are mostly white, and if you're starting to understand that you're living in a matrix, then share your shit and make your followers be hip to all this information too, you know? Mm-hmm. And you got
0: the time now, like we all have been on
2: lockdown like this whole year. So we yep. can't say we don't have the time.
0: Like, we you have the time.
2: Have the time. Exactly. exactly. And one of the things I want our people to understand is that we can honor our stories. We can honor the oppressions that we face. However, we don't have to turn it into oppression Olympic. Yeah. Like Right. Validate our experiences by saying, okay, let me hurry up and post X, Y, and Z to show that I care the most or that mm-hmm. I care because it is re-traumatizing. And I realized that as a Black woman, I have to claim my own mental health space because I can't be good to anybody if I'm not good for myself. Mm-hmm. So Period. it doesn't mean that I'm ignoring it or that I'm not acknowledging. Of course, I'm out here calling and saying and emails and sitting or whatever, but I also understand when I need to hold space for myself and say, you know what, let me honor this. Like, I remember when um, the Breonna Taylor situation occurred or the murder occurred, um how like how I cried from the pits of my stomach Mm -hmm. I didn't feel the need to share that on social media I mean I do I do share moments when you know I share about my vulnerability regarding certain things but that was a moment where I I resonated with her spirit spirit as a black woman and and especially an innocent black woman who Mm -hmm. literally didn't even know what was coming for her Mm -hmm. so but also I had to stop myself from going on the binge of let me do this do this do this and I and I I, you know it's funny I found myself feeling that way now with the SARS when everybody's supposed yeah, to have yeah. SARS. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So of course I educated myself and I made I a post. But I literally found myself going down a rabbit hole of literally getting so depressed. And I was like, no, no 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 no, no. bring yourself back. Become mm-hmm. aware educate yourself educate others you know do what you have to do but you are not obligated to feel um I don't want to say depressed because I think that sounds insensitive but I'm not obligated to and this is not just in reference to the SARS situation but just in general like I'm not obligated to disown my peace or Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like I, I don't have to stay in a certain mindset to pour myself into these moments yeah. and into getting ourselves out of this situation.
1: Absolutely. But right.
2: It, it can be it can be very difficult in trying because you do begin to question, well, at least for me, question myself, am I doing enough? Am I posting enough? Right. But then I'm like, I'm not gonna post 10 videos of somebody getting murdered because we mm-hmm. know we got murdered. I don't want my uh my my friends or followers to see this. And I want us to have a space where we can honor what is happening and be proactive, however, without fucking ourselves up in the too
0: yes. mm-hmm. oh I was just gonna say like I really feel like that is important especially like you know as black people like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because one it's gonna happen again like we're mm-hmm. going to t- we're, it's it's just like we're going to see traumatic shit when it comes to black people so mm-hmm. that's just period and one thing that I just want to just kind of just say over and over again like at the beginning of this when we was really starting like the fight the revolution I kept calling it because I was just mm-hmm. so excited because there's so many people on board for it because I'm grateful that this shit is being brought to light Mm -hmm. I'm grateful all these white people are hurt not like hurt like that but I'm hurt that they hurt that we are treated this way Mm -hmm. yeah but you know whatever white tears but, um, so I'm grateful for it because this shit has been happening. Like, you know, I was watching Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country. Do y'all, y'all watch that?
2: Ooh, yeah. it? I watch
0: it, it is good, but it's hella triggering because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're placed in the 1950s in the South and I'm in the South wow. now. So I feel like that's a lot of my fear from living down here is definitely racial based, even though I've never lived here before, but that shit mm-hmm. is in our blood, you know? Mm-hmm. So like watching the show is based in the 1950s and like in the last episode I'm not going to spoil it because I know probably a lot of people watched it but in the last episode you know it was uh, about um, the, the focus was on um, the Black Wall Street riots back in 1921 mm-hmm. in, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma so like seeing them recreate that and just seeing them like recreate some a lot of the shit that we experienced back in the day um in the, in the 50s while fighting fucking supernatural shit is just like wow and then it was just like a reality check of, like, how far we've grown. Like, I know a lot of people don't want to admit that, but we have grown a lot, like, you know, (laughs) in this country as Black people. Because seeing that shit back in the 1920s and even the 1950s, like, freaking Emmett Till was murdered in 1955, which is not that long ago, you know? Like, he would have still been an old grandpa right now, you know? So it's just, like, imagine all the people who were alive around that time, who experienced it and who survived. So Mm -hmm. I say all that to say that if all you do is focus on your mental health right now, you're fucking winning. You're doing your part um, Mm -hmm. as a person of the black community. Mm -hmm. You're doing your part if you're focusing on your self-care because this shit is not accidental. Mm -hmm. It's not um, an accident that we are seeing ourselves murdered since we've been brought to this fucking Mm -hmm. country. Like it's not an accident. They're doing this So to instill fear in us because fear is a type of control. That's why, you know, no offense to anyone who's associated with a religion, but that's why religions, you know, are prospering because they have you with the fear. So it's just like if you instill that fear in this people, then you can do a lot of shit. You can control them, you know, Uh. to a certain degree. So Yes, yes facts, if all you need to do is focus on self-care, old then old you're doing
2: your mm-hmm. part. Yes. <laughs> and as so black people... Never feel people, ashamed for that. yeah, yes. I mean, Y'all should definitely check out Lovecraft Country. I am. I'm going to watch it. And, and as black people, I think we have to get to a place where we collectively understand that we deserve our peace. We have been fighting so long and so hard, and we understand now... Mm-hmm. You know, we're unpacking a lot, but it it doesn't mean that um, we have to give what we don't have, if that makes sense. Like, sacrifice is important, but it doesn't invalidate your blackness or your Mm -hmm. your will to fight for our people Mm -hmm. just because you take moments to say, I deserve my peace. I deserve Mm -hmm. to sit in this moment and reflect. And, and I protect your peace at all costs because we can't be effective as a whole if we're not taking care of ourselves.
0: Yeah. If right. We're all,
2: if we're all dying from high stress, heart disease, you don't think this is an agenda? Like we we have to be more calculated than this. We have to understand this.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we
2: can be on the front lines. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. But I do believe that it is important that we're taking care of ourselves behind the scenes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: With a lot of folks waking up to the injustices and sh- continuous racism that happens towards black folks do you too right now with all of the attention on social media that the movement is getting do you feel like there's actual positive change right now that's drastic enough to make an impact in your life
0: i i do i I still think you know i understand that it's baby steps like even with it being a fad right now like Uh i feel like there's still some positivity to that like you know We have a lot of people reposting shit and whether they actually believe it or not, they're reposting it, you know? they're showing it to their racist ass family members and shit like the (laughs) fact that they got the courage to do that I respect Mm -hmm. it you know whether they doing it because they care or whether they doing it just to get some brownie points or whether they doing it so they don't lose any black customers like I I Mm -hmm. appreciate it still Mm -hmm. Um, and I I think it acknowledged just a little bit of growth I feel like like, you know it's baby steps all the change and shit that I'm talking about it's baby baby steps but it's still baby steps nonetheless so I do feel Uh like there's some type of positive shit that's going on but it's also low Key turning into just like a whole little marketing scheme as well, so it's just 100%, like, yeah, just being mindful of who actually fuck with black people like that, like, mm-hmm. and who yeah. don't,
2: you know. I agree completely. I think you know, the saying, sweep the dirt under the rug. I think we're at the stage where now the dirt is not under the rug anymore, but it's still not cleaned up, mm. so, right? Yeah. It's still there, <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's still there. But however, everything's being exposed now. And it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that everybody, even for people who are posting those little black squares and stuff like that. That is cute. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like so, um I think we're now at the stage where everything is so exposed mm-hmm. and we're realizing that there's no fixing this system. We have to start over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Let's burn <learn laughs> it <system. down. laughs> Yes. And I'm sure you guys have heard this saying: We can't fix a system that was never for us as people yep. of color, especially as black mm-hmm. and fine color. Yep. And then we're realizing that, okay, we have all these other phobias and, and things occurring as well, but I do have hope too, um, Smandy, and I, and I think I, that's what I want people to see. Like, right remember we were just talked about earlier like growth doesn't look peachy keen Mm-mm. growth is gonna take the sacrifice of life growth is gonna take us doing things completely differently than mm-hmm. different than how we've done them before however, once we're through, once they're done with this phase, we're not going back, and that's the beauty of it all. It's scary because we see how many people's lives have been sacrificed unwillingly, yeah. mm-hmm. but we have to understand that we don't have to take their lives in vain. We right? We don't. We can choose. We can choose to say that we're moving forward. We can choose to say that we're not tolerating this, but it doesn't mean we have to dwell in that space of being powerless. Right. And I think, I think that's, that's important. People- hmm I think black people are now, well, I think they've done it before, of course, because think of our ancestors who have yeah. made it this far. Um, I literally think about slavery and I know damn well, I would have been the first one fucking dead. I know that. I would have hopped up. off a boat with the rest of my
0: ancestors somewhere. Hello? Just, <laughs> at least that's what I think. You know, that's I could sweet. say that being this millennial
2: ass person now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so... When you think about the strength it takes to endure that. And then even like for myself, I grew up being very close to my great-grandmothers. I even knew my great-great-grandmother which I know was kind of a mm -hmm. my grandma Mamie and she was a sharecropper. Like her parents were slaves. So to be able to know that story was amazing. But like to hear that I'm like, yo, we have strength this generation in a different way, but like hell no. Mm -hmm. Nothing match, yo. Mm -hmm. Look, Watching that Mm -hmm. like literally you couldn't
0: walk any fucking right. where it didn't even need to be a police officer just a yeah. white person
2: yeah. they could literally
0: just kill you yeah. yes it still happens now but not as, not as it was as like exactly. it was back then like, they, they had are- the fucking at what like the sundown towns yeah where like if the sun go down if you black and outside then you yes. have the right to die
2: and, and you know they still have that In Florida, and well, I don't know. I'm sure in other states too, but I know I had a student. Yes. She's like, at a certain time, like she was like, if I saw a black person, even if they were dropping off deliveries, like Amazon mail, please leave, like go home, do not be here. And for me, like, even it's funny because I remember once I was walking on a sidewalk with my dad and my sister and it was this white couple and they were taking up the whole sidewalk. Okay. And we got to a point (laughs) where somebody was going to have to step off the sidewalk. And I didn't even realize it. But I stepped off the sidewalk and my father was like,
0: As he should.
2: (laughs) Wow. He was like, you even realize what you just did? And I'm like, no, I, I just was making, he was like, hell no. Yes, they on here the same way we started walking in one in front of the other they could have done that mm-hmm. step off the sidewalk and in that moment I was like yo just how ingrained I was just about to say that like, and it's us. ingrained in
0: them to yeah. have the audacity to that have entitlement. that entitlement like, yeah. yes yeah, to have that yes. entitlement that we're supposed to move and we have yes. that ingrained yeah. in us that we are supposed to move too like yeah. I love checking white people when it comes to that like <laughs> yeah. sorry sis but you gonna have the <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> excuse Excuse me excuse me ma'am <laughs> no excuse me because they don't even
0: say excuse me i just look it's like,
1: true you know hot. what, what are we gonna do what
0: are we about to do <laughs> <laughs> i think
1: it's it's such an important question or like topic that you brought up about like what you share on socials and how important that shit is because i think activism cannot only be online even if you're you are somebody gonna say too. who posts every single thing that doesn't mean shit If I can look at your family Mm -hmm. and you're all blonde uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, I don't give a fuck what you're posting. What are you doing in your everyday life to-
0: Right, I wanna see a video of you cussing out your daddy.
1: exactly i love seeing
0: those like let, exactly. let me know you for real i'm really happy exactly. you said that early because that was on my note to post like it's yeah. cool to post all day if you have even if that's your page or if you're going out whatever your brand represents going another way to you know bring awareness is what what are those actions showing in your real mm-hmm. life like are you really this person or are you
1: performing well that's the thing you see that a lot right and then you see them also posting like oh i'm at a concert or i'm listening to a band straight up like uh, it could be and this is just an example I don't even know if this is true but it could be right. like a country band that have made blatant racist comments in the public mm-hmm. and it's like Limp or some shit yeah and it's like <laughs> what and then you know so it's like your activism needs to go beyond the online world if you are posting shit and I think mm-hmm. when it comes to people of color especially black folks nobody should be telling them what to post and what not to mm-hmm. post because a right. form of you know activism for black folks particularly is rest- And just connecting with your own people. Make it
2: another day, yo. Exactly. Another day. It's tough out here. Listen, I was talking to my dad in the car. We were. I was getting my car serviced, and we were in the parking lot. Like, and sun was going down, but we had the car. I was sitting in his car. He had his headlights on. Like, we were not. It did not look like a prostitute situation. If you know Mm -hmm. what I mean.
1: Like, yeah, yeah we
2: were just in the car talking and a police officer literally came and flashed his headlights into our car and parked like a yard behind us. And we're like, okay, and my dad, it, it hurt me because my dad was literally like, here, just like my car was done at the moment. You know, he's like, go just go get your car or see if your car is done, I think he said, or something he said. And he's like, so we can mm-hmm. leave. Like, we, we gotta go. He's like, because I don't want to turn it into something it's not. But even in those situations when we're just literally not doing anything, when I'm talking in a car my dad and then a cop, comes and like starts harassing us
0: right. so it's like
2: what? But I actually have something I want to say. My mind is completely, completely going blank right now. But I will say that I, I appreciate both of you guys for not only holding space for a Black women, but also choosing to show up authentically because that can be difficult. And I think a lot of times, and I talk about this all the time, respectability politics is not just when it comes to sexuality stuff. Mm. It has a lot to do with Blackness and how what we associate with our Blackness and understanding that Blackness is so dynamic. Now there is some shit that I'm not with. Do not me wrong i can call out a few names okay
1: Yep.
2: i can call out a few <laughs> names of black people who i just like come on let's do better right but, um i do want to encourage anybody listens listening oh, oh oh, i know what i wanted to say <laughs> what is your opinion okay so i've had this friend since college at one point we were best friends at college but you know time happens we kind of went about our own lives. her family and herself are avid trump supporters oof I mean, I mean, hardcore. Her father is like the ch- was the chief of police, like oh. in their hometown. Okay, listen,
1: you sound like the game. K- <laughs> right? <Listen.
2: laughs>
0: like something they got a lot of American flags, and I don't like that. <laughs> <The> better <laughs>
2: ones I have stories, Okay, right. And I have love for this woman. I appreciate the moments that we shared. However, I've explained to her before how I felt And I kind of stopped talking But like when I tell you guys She's adamant and consistent And I'm not trying to make her sound like she's on mine Because it's not like that But I think she really does love me as a friend yeah. But it's right. difficult for me Because ex- I have two white best friends And they know I don't play They don't play, mm-hmm. alright mm-hmm. they, they they understand They understand mm-hmm. so much That they don't try to come to my event And not saying that I exclude people But they understand this is a sacred space Right for color. That's I don't need to be in here here
1: they get right
2: it. they understand that but this one friend in particular she's like hey why aren't you talking like I've been trying to reach out and it it hurts me because I love her but I'm like girl I'm not the exception to the rule I'm not your black token friend I'm not you clearly don't see so how would you guys suggest me handling her like I've been honestly I've been kind of avoiding it like talking to her like and I feel horrible but mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what else to say like I've already explained to you what this situation is and you still want to continue to be friends but i can't be close friends with somebody who believes in racism i can't right like
0: i mean with you saying that you have already given it so many chances like me personally if i was in your shoes like there's no way for me to articulate this in a nice way at this point Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna have to cut it like how Mm -hmm. slice it how it is like you're just gonna Mm -hmm. have to just i would just say it like how i feel no matter how hurtful Mm -hmm. it may sound but we have to understand no matter what you say they're gonna take it as hurtful anyway like Mm -hmm. you know so it's like say it one last time and then if you gotta hit that block button for her to really get it then shit I told you I'm a fan of the blocking now so like she'll definitely get the point then if she can't if she don't have access to you because to me that's not something to take lightly like if you
2: support Trump and you support racism then how can you support me
1: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: that's exactly how I feel. And I think people get confused. Like, okay, I've been very transparent with this. I've had an abortion before, right? And I've met people who are completely against it, and I don't judge them. It's your body. If you think mm-hmm. like you yeah. never do that shit, yeah. I don't suggest doing it because that shit is horrible. It was ho- It was a horrible experience for me. Right. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to just say, oh, because I don't believe in abortion, I'm gonna vote for somebody who's racist and this this, this. You can have conservative beliefs and still be, you know, like like understanding at your core okay if you don't believe in abortion or whatever for you that's fine but it doesn't mean it gives you the right to go and try to hurt or hurt or promote hurting somebody else or stopping somebody else's rights like what? right yeah so i feel like she does that a lot like she's like no i love black people i hold space but there you go that but if you gotta add that but on there it's a dub Yep. Trump economically benefits my family you know we're well off we own property we own this which they are they're very well it's, off like th- I mean
0: I'm assuming you are if you voted for Trump like I know it's money first when it comes to that and all that other shit yeah. is just like it just girl, comes I, met it.
2: Bro- I met a few. I met a few Puerto Ricans who voted for Trump. I was so fucking. It's <laughs> so offensive. They're just almost. mentally,
0: off you know, they're just caught up in the matrix because it's like, yeah. what the fuck?
2: What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> if you got money, I at least understand, but you can't right? <laughs> fuck that about fucking food stamps and shit. talking about Trump? Yeah. What he wants like- for Trump? <laughs> no. <nigga. laughs>
1: No, we're not trying to vote him in, period. But I, like, I I hold space for you in that situation, Shanir, because mm-hmm. just on the outside looking in, like having that space in your heart where you want to maintain that friendship because you see the good in them mm-hmm. but at the same time everything that they believe in violates your entire people your family yourself it's hard and you know mm-hmm. like, like just the other day nico was saying we were at somebody's place and they are african but they're arabic mm-hmm. so they're very much lighter mm-hmm. skin and she started off a sentence with i'm not racist but when black women And Nico... That's when I stopped listening. (laughs) Nico Nico stopped it right there and he was just like... But before, I don't even know what you're going to say, but before you continue, like, you know that whatever you're going to say is racist, right? And then, like, I (laughs) to Nico. Yeah, and I literally... And I I, I didn't know, like, I I do call shit out all the time, but also, like, Mm -hmm. this was one of the only times that he was like, I'm going to say this is uncomfortable for me. And I just followed through by changing the conversation by being like, you know what? We're not going to go there. Let's talk about something else, period. Mm -hmm. And that was Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But, like, you being in that place with a friend is hard. And I'm not saying this because i don't i'm not assuming that you haven't set certain boundaries i definitely understand Mm -hmm. that you have and i also think in this particular situation it can be so triggering that you don't necessarily need to set boundaries it's kind of like common sense it's 2020 Mm -hmm. we talk about it there's google you should know but also i think some like samanji always talks about coming out of the matrix right that's been a huge Mm -hmm. part of her journey and growth my Mm -hmm. version of it even though I reference that all the time now, thanks to you, my version of it is like decolonizing my mind. And it's Right. Like, That's exactly what
0: it is. Yeah. It is. It's like
1: if people around me also aren't understanding the things that bring me value and understanding what I want to focus my attention with, it's just like I do really love you, but right now is not the season for you. So I'ma mm-hmm. see you. Oh, I like time. that. Yeah, I like I'ma that. that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I like maybe. that. Maybe I'ma see you. Yeah, maybe you gotta throw that maybe in there. Yeah. Maybe if another Indian <laughs> summer rolls around, we gonna see.
0: <laughs>
1: or next lifetime, baby. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard though, so I hold space right. for you. But it might be a time to be like, maybe this isn't the time for a friendship. This is the
2: time you. for. Right I feel now, like those feels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Those feelings that you have is un- enough.
0: You know what yes. I'm saying? Our body literally speaks to us. Like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we can't mentally comprehend some shit that our body get off um, top. You know, so that's why when you get in, and you feel weird energy. Your body um, recognizes it before your mind does. So, like, if you so haven't all these weird feels about the girl. Like, even if you see her name and you get a weird feeling in your stomach, that's, like, all the signs that I feel like you would need to, like... Yeah. at least step away
2: temporarily mm-hmm. or
1: permanently yeah. yeah whatever whatever you know it reminds exactly get out like i don't mean to make oh my gosh of friend, words like, that, my mouth. it reminds me <laughs> of get out
2: thank god that movie didn't come out before i visited her house because <laughs> <who are> you, <laughs> i went there I went there, for a weekend, looked, <laughs> I went there for a weekend and i was like oh, oh no, I, ain't got no, I think i ain't got no neighbors oh, oh, shit. I, I got a like, do i have connection oh. on my phone would right. have worked for the city but I didn't know oh, he was shit. the chief of police then they had a dog they had a dog and the dog's name was Brock B-R-O-C-K I don't
1: know why the I said but, I there,
2: the whole time I don't know why that's so funny her father was calling the dog he was like Barak, Barack Barack <gasps> like Obama I was like Oh my god But the That's really like, fucked up And I literally told her I was like And then her mom Her mom had made a comment Like her mom was like Talking about somebody Who moved into the town And was dating a white guy there And she was like Yeah with her ethnic name And I was like I have an <gasps> ethnic name And I was like What are you saying She's like No 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 I said no I was like I have an ethnic name Like
1: Oh my very god Very ethnic
2: I was like So I'm, I'm I was like It's making me uncomfortable And so she She separated me From her parents And she's like Hey like I apologize Like I know Sometimes they come Across strong But she still Couldn't see that Yeah blatantly are racist like she literally yeah. would not acknowledge that well so she also didn't see Gachi. that she
1: yeah she also didn't see that she put you in an uncomfortable situation exactly right fucking inviting
2: my black ass out there knowing goddamn well <laughs> there was no goddamn service I no and you ain't got no neighbors or like no, i'm gonna need some
0: witnesses over here okay yeah.
1: <laughs> No suddenly there's a polo match in the backyard on sunday morning <laughs> what the
2: fuck oh my gosh you have to really watch, watch
0: lovecraft country because there's some shit like that that happened oh, listen, <laughs> my really black
2: ass would have been rotisserie and nobody would ever knew what happened to me i literally was like oh no like and then i just i never went back but like well, that's I just, a sad
1: reality right like right i, I was I also just read something about like and this is definitely one in a million situations i'm sure but that a uh, black mother who went on a hall like a weekend oh getaway God. with all her white friends and she never came back like what mm. you know and I it's a, even it's a scary that. reality Did you didn't
2: hear about that when they invited mm-hmm. her on a sleepover and then literally they found her like didn't somebody push her off the push the her off the balcony, balcony or something and she had kids a husband and i'm like okay they definitely had some funny shit going on like yeah. i feel like right they like they plotted yeah.
1: mm-hmm. something my brother-in-law said to me recently um we had like a 4 hour conversation this we did some we had a conversation for my birthday and my brother-in-law and my husband are half haitian and half white so he my brother-in-law particularly Patrick is the most spiritual in tune man that I know and I know a few um and just a wonderful human being and in this recent growth and phase of his awakening he said to me very casually he's like I even stopped hanging out with white people and he's half white you know and I was like why what do you what are you talking about what do you mean and he's like it's really exhausting having to even explain any little bit any little thing to them mm-hmm. about why I feel a certain way what I'm experiencing or what family life looks like or this or that whatever. And mm-hmm. he literally ended it by saying decolonize your mind, decolonize mm-hmm. your circle, <laughs> decolonize your home and I was like, "Oh shit." Like okay, <laughs> this man is half, you know, I, I always joke around with my husband. And I'm like, "You have colonizer, you know, like just as a joke." <laughs> and but <laughs> but that's really like he said they say like that's a part of their journey is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you literally
2: have to you, you literally have to, have to. Mm-hmm. i have relatives who will tell me like oh like let's just say i was dating a guy who had more afrocentric features like whether it be wider nose kinkier hair or whatever yeah. it's like they would say ooh but you know them kids you mm-hmm. want your kids and i literally had to tell myself like if you have babies who have wide noses or four C, hell, four D hair? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna love them babies, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell them and reinforce that they're beautiful to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. But because, and I, I've had this conversation with Pearlie in regards to colorism. Like growing up, some relatives made me feel ugly. Like when it came down to getting darker in the summer things like that. However, I'm like fuck that. Like we we got to decolonize our minds as non um, people of color, black-identified people of color, people of color, whatever category you fall in. We have to be intentional about doing the work to decolonize our minds. Right. Don't this cycle will continue. Um. Yes, the cycle will continue. But yes, I hope you ladies are open to be my dates to a very special
1: event. So
2: you (laughs) Um, send y'all already. Right. I'm I'm here, so let's
0: do it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, okay, the decolonizing so, work in your mind is so important. Like I feel like till no my dying what race you are. Yeah, <laughs> till my dying breath I'm gonna be figuring that out until I end up moving back to fucking Malaysia or India. Who knows? <laughs> but for real, the like shit is deep yeah mm-hmm. it is really deep it's ingrained in all like our parents our grandparents great-grandparents everything that we do every single day it's crazy mm-hmm. and that's what i want to focus on like i, I want to focus on that aspect rather than worrying about what karen has to say on instagram about her woke-ness right for the last two months <laughs> you
0: know
1: like you can keep that
0: right right <laughs> you can keep karen too Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. okay like with us you know experiencing all this shit that's going on like you know all this racial shit that has been going on forever it's like you know having the light shine on it now with everybody in the whole world experiencing a pandemic and all that shit. Like, how do you ladies, because again, you you ladies or women are um, very active still, like, you know, and like I said before, you stay true to what you represent, what your brand is. So how do y'all manage to stay active and mm-hmm. stay yourself during this time?
2: Mm-hmm. I think for myself, I just make sure that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I take the necessary precautions with COVID. I'm not making light of that situation because I know people who have lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also understand that, like, I'm proactive in that sense to give myself that mental freedom to enjoy myself. So right. whether it means getting tested for COVID or just remaining high on my do your research. I'm not gonna give every I'm not gonna give you guys specific things to do because I don't want to be held liable. But do your right. research, figure out what works best for you and for myself I do that. So I surround myself by family. I intentionally practice being grateful. Like mm-hmm. of course would I love to be somewhere on the island with my man getting dick down of course.
0: Mm-hmm. But um That's always yeah, yep.
2: it's always fun. Yeah. It's always fun. But you know right now. That is not the luxury that's being afforded to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look around. I'm going to be present. I'm going to just try to hone in on what makes me happy. And it goes back into what we were saying as a matter of, like, sometimes getting so caught up in how we're being hurt. Like, when somebody's copying you or things like that. Like, I found myself in that exact same space of just being, like, sad and depressed. And on top of that, I was going through issues with my breasts.
1: Yeah. So, y'all,
2: I'm going to let y'all know this right now. Never have a mammogram on your period. Okay? Because. Noted. I experienced right. that And I literally told the tech I'm like Y'all trying to make some lemonade Because I don't know what y'all trying to do But My <laughs> titty is 100% flat On this little oh, thing Okay Wow I literally was like Oh my And she was like I'm not even She was like I'm going a little loose on you Because I know you're on your period But anyways I was like Oh my god Like wow okay so going through though going through that experience of literally not knowing what's wrong literally like i mean I, I showing up with broken blood vessels and bruises on my breast and then being like this that's not a good sign after mm-hmm. the first yeah. procedure you know what i mean like so having those things put in a place where literally life is like okay i thought i was okay and now they're telling me they don't know anymore what do you do right. and so that made me realize that just like once again life is so life is we know it because I don't think life ever ends. I think we're eternal energy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. right now, things are so things can change like that. Yeah. So I'm either gonna choose to take advantage of this time and work through what I need to work through and face myself and right be around people that I love and leave the people that I don't fuck with behind, or I'm gonna wallow in this space. And it's not easy. I'm not trying to pretend like I just have it right because there's plenty of nights I cry myself to sleep. There's pretty nights, plenty of mornings where I have to meditate and really be sent but one thing I know is that love exists in my life Mm -hmm. and even through this conversation or through my relationship with my oh my gosh my sister I love my sister Naya but like I'm always reminded to just find happiness and love yes
1: yes I love
2: that I totally got way off track I'm a little drunk I'm sorry no no that was that was on track but
1: But I just want to say Shania I hold space for you and your journey with that and I also hold space For you and other people who during the pandemic have felt their mental health or their safety deteriorate Mm. on the social world. Because one thing I think all three of us and people listening can't deny is that during the pandemic with people being internet thugs have been acting a fucking fool and acting very unruly. And it's okay. And I give you all validation in that if you felt hurt, if you felt Mm. emotionally disturbed, Mm -hmm. I struggled for months thinking, oh my God, it's just social. Why do I give a fuck? Mm -hmm. Only to understand that not only was I cyber harassed for over five months, I was working with somebody who was acting unruly with me and disrespecting Mm -hmm. all the boundaries that I consistently articulated. So understanding that that's a reality, but also these real life things that we're going through with health, Mm -hmm. with family, with moving states, cities, country, whatever it is, with people's Mm -hmm. weddings being canceled, with people not being able to attend funerals like or even man, have one like, or even no. have one like real shit has been going on so i think everybody needs to come from a place on the social world of non-judgment especially mm-hmm. i would say i'm only going to speak for bipoc folks <laughs> i'm not saying like attack white people that's not what i'm saying at all but like that's why people need to get their shit together at this point it's no mm-hmm. it is what it is mm-hmm. it is what it is <laughs> but when it comes to bipoc people especially mm-hmm. black folks Approach it with non-judgment and understanding that outside of the social world, there's a lot of shit that mm-hmm. you're not getting to see and probably will never know, but respect people, like respect people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the one thing that keeps me going hard or at least trying um, mm-hmm. to do better every day mm-hmm. when it comes to creating content and stuff, just because mm-hmm. well, avocado and honey and everything that I do, my self-care, my sanity just me I'm the brand mm-hmm. so if I'm not doing well then the brand's not doing well mm-hmm. so the fact that okay. so much shit is being highlighted is the motivation that I I, I use because it's just yeah. like I know I'm a black woman I'm a black person so I feel what the community is feeling like you know I feel it mm-hmm. so but I like you both said like I know there's all this other beautiful things that we can focus on so mm-hmm. that don't have to be our reality because like mm-hmm. Shanir said a, a few times like we don't need our trauma to become our identity Uh and i feel like that is what's happening a lot in this Uh like um social media life social media world it's because if you identify as something, like if you identify as a depressed person, then normally, not normally, but sometimes, or some people online, that's their whole thing. That's their the whole identity. So yeah. then it's just like So that means you have no, there's no yeah. opportunity for you to be happy because this is who you are,
1: so. That's trauma bonding, yeah. Right. And, and I think Black people, especially, I mean,
2: all people of color, but especially Black people deserve to know that we can normalize happiness. Can exactly. Normalize black joy. I love and to know, see it. I feel guilty for mm-hmm. saying I can normalize these things in my life, even though oppression has been so rampant there Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that we're disregarding our history it doesn't mean that we're disregarding what has occurred Mm -hmm. but we can honor yep we can honor the fact that you know we are claiming space for our stories while also normalizing everything that it is that we have to do for ourselves to to grow Mm -hmm. and i just want to give a sincere thank you to you ladies um because I know when I was in and out of the hospital and just pressed, like y'all like I literally I love to run that's always something that I've always used and I was telling pearly like I wasn't able to run for six or seven months or work out or anything Mm -hmm. so honey the quarantine 15 came honey happily with my Italian loaves and my (laughs) why i was able to look at you guys creating and say this is a reminder of myself this is a reminder of who i am outside of however i'm feeling and even though you guys are and we're going through whatever it is that you guys were going through that you may have felt was restricting you or limiting you in certain ways it gave me so much light and it was a reminder to me that I had it in me to keep pushing. So mm-hmm. thank you. Because I, I would see you guys' posts and I'd be like, okay, oh yeah, I can do this. I can get out of same, bed. Same, yep. the Same, yo. Same
1: exact way. And to answer your question, I didn't even answer it earlier. How I continue to like maintain my authentic self and keep, you know, sharing stuff that I want to through my socials is that when I started sharing personal things through my podcast platform on the internet. It was under the idea and mentality that, you know what? South Asian community is going to hate this shit because I'm speaking truth. But at the end of the day, my daughter right. know that I use my voice and that I spoke up about things that meant something to me and that I'm here mm-hmm. just shaking shit up a little bit. I'm not taking shit from anybody. I'm not letting anybody silence me. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. Everything mm-hmm. is from the heart. And I think it's so important to do that from the heart.
0: Definitely. And I think that's really important just as a mother. Like, you know, I mean, I don't have any children or anything, but I feel like that's important to see because if you think of yourself as a child and you see your parents, you see all the stuff that your your mother and your father tolerated. You yeah. see when they didn't stand up for themselves and all that stuff. And that can be subconsciously dictate how you treat yourself and how you allow other people to treat you. So yeah. by you standing up, for yourself in doing what you feel is right. I know Raina about to tear some shit up when she's oh an adult, and I mean God. that in the most like the most respectful and great way. Yes, possible. of course. Because it's just like of course, and that's why having a we, mother like you learning from like yeah,
1: and I appreciate that. and that's why we are talking about this online world. You know, like again, not to diminish how important this space is, but like folks like me and you, Smaji, we're healing on these platforms, and we're healing collectively with other people as well. So it's so important to remain authentic mm-hmm. and protect our space and speak up against certain things but also, you know, air it out on episodes like this. So, and I also know mm-hmm. that Avocado and Honey is a space for Black folks. And I just appreciate being able to even learn so much from you and be connected with you and be connected with other people through you. And just to be on this, mm-hmm. When I remember when you asked me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to take up that space. But like, really this sisterhood is- Right, so and I appreciate
0: that. I really do appreciate that too. <laughs> I just appreciate the sisterhood. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you're- Right. And you're just so aware, too, of just, like, everything that you do. So I, I, and like you said about Avocado and Honey, like, I've connected through some amazing women through you and the Diet Tribe podcast, too. So I feel like we need to do this. We need more of this. Like, we're yeah. who's representing for their people. Like, we can come together and really fuck some shit up, you know? Yes. And um, Shanira Computer died. So y'all won't 100%. be hearing percent <laughs> from her. Um, but I feel like that's a sign to probably wrap it up.
1: Yeah, and it's probably a good thing, because if we said goodbye with Shanira, here she would be making us cry and all that good stuff, so it's probably <laughs> you're big- right.
0: Like, I never, I don't think, ended a call without like tears of appreciation nope. from janeer Like, yep. <laughs> it, it's love, yo, it's love, and that's why I'm just like, I'm really grateful. Like, I said before, like, it's been a real trying past week, so this, yeah. I was honestly was like, I don't know if I could do this, like, you know, I think I just need to just think it out, like, you know. Because every time I get in weird spaces, I just want to be by myself. But then I was just like, one, I canceled, rescheduled with Pearly a million fucking times. So I never this is cared. about to be the time we do it. I don't, but I care, you know. I, like, know, I know. I get it. You're so on it, like, and you're so professional and shit. Like you have an outlines and stuff. And I'm like, damn, I need to you would stand think, my game up. You
1: would think that, but people will DM me the day of because I don't send them shit unless it's the Zoom link the day of, and they'll be like, um, are we still on? And I'm like, yes. I just like <laughs> you, I. Wh- I feel the one thing that I, I learned many things from you about podcasting, but one of the biggest things I learned from you about podcasting is go into it authentically, have the conversation just raw, because that's Mm -hmm. when you're, it's not repetitive. And that's when you're getting those like points that you're like, oh, shit, that hit, like, I get that. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's been maybe one time where someone wanted to have a phone call before. And then at the end of the phone call, I had to message them and be like, yo, we had such a great conversation on the phone. I can't do this again.
0: That's how it happens, yo.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I learned that from you. And so thank you for letting me be on this space.
0: <laughs> thank you for being and coming and being the part and shining light on. Girl, I just appreciate and love you so much. And Shaneer, you too. When you listen in, I love you too, girl. <laughs> Sorry yo, to you to die. So you can't end it, but um, before we go, is there any last words that you want to say? um and also Saturday Day. I know. But, uh,
1: Pearlie? I do. I just want to, again, I just want to say thank you, and I, I really appreciate the space, and I just want to remind you know you, manji and shanir particularly that don't ever second guess if you need to be sharing or posting things for certain reasons for political purpose purposes your existence in itself is a revolution your existence in itself is mm-hmm. resilience so keep being yourselves because just by y'all being yourselves i learned so much from you myself um as a non-black bipoc person and i just i appreciate y'all so keep being you the world gets so much from you as it is just rest prioritize Rest.
0: Uh, say less, yo. <laughs>
1: say less. <laughs>
0: You're but, like, I'm um, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep right after this. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, no, I really do appreciate both of y'all for coming on. It's always such a beautiful last conversation with all three of us. This I'm just really grateful for both of y'all. If y'all want to follow, I'll go ahead and do Shimir outro. <laughs> If y'all want to follow Shanier on um, Instagram and like stay up to date with everything that she is doing, which is a lot, like Sis so has got a whole event coming up with Soul Sexology. And I believe like there's still some tickets available, but Shanier's, uh, I think I know it by (laughs) heart, but Shanere's regular Instagram, personal Instagram is Shanere Davis, which is S-H-I-N-Y-E-R-E Davis. And then her um, Soul Sexology, which is like a platform for like sexual liberation um, for everyone, not just women. So men, if you want to figure out how to get cracking a little bit better Mm -hmm. or just how to understand women better, it's for you too. And that's under Soul Sexology, um, which is S O U L S E X O L O G Y. So follow Shania so you can stay up to date. Yeah, I'm fans of spelling. Like you're good at spelling. (laughs) <laughs> i got it written down to y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, make sure y'all follow there uh, so y'all can stay up to date and just get some of that loving energy every day because everything she does is with love. And it's mm. it's rare, yo. It's really rare to find people like y'all. But where can the people find you, Pearlie?
1: You can find me at the Diatribe Podcast, literally just at the Diatribe Podcast. I'm gonna let Samanji spell it out later if she wants to.
0: <laughs> oh, because I was about to get ready right now, girl. Say a word. But I'll definitely have the information in
1: the <laughs> description box. Thank you. Yeah, just just oh. fo- follow me if you want to. And if anything, follow my sisters, Samanji and Shanir and support their work. And that would be more than yes. and, and Well, yes, definitely
0: to definitely support the diatribe. Y'all stay up to date with like all things avocado and honey at avocado and honey um, also, you know, I got to throw in my own little plug. Check out Shell Money's. I make handmade hair accessories with Kairi shells and crystals, all made with love. Whether you are bald-headed, <laughs> whether you wear <laughs> locks, braids, or whatever, I got some accessories for you. So check that out at Shell Money's on Instagram and Facebook. And it's um, www.shellmoney.store. Cause We've got a site up and running. And also Ooh. if you're interested in me and my selfies and stuff like that, you can follow my personal page at underscore Mandy as in and also y'all, if y'all like this episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to please be sure to share this episode with a friend or any episode that you vibe with, share it with someone who you think would vibe with it as well. Thank y'all for listening. I do appreciate y'all. Thank you again, pearly and Shaneer, even though you're not on the screen right now. I just <laughs> wanna say thank you again and I appreciate y'all for joining us. Thank y'all again. Thank both of you for being so vulnerable. Like that is a superpower you know what I'm saying so I thank y'all for being yourselves at all times and I love y'all and listen to us until next time
1: bye